is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Burn the Well podcast. This is the Cocktail Hour brought to you by the Harder Brunch family here out of beautiful Irvington, Indianapolis, on a fine late February day. Probably one of the finest February days that we've had uh, on recent memory. Uh, I really don't like to think uh, to anything before March last year because it seems like years ago. Uh, but it is a fine February day here uh, to do a podcast about booze and bartending and restaurant uh, business, whatever have you. I'm your host. My name is Jake Johnson. Joining me as always, my co-host Raymond Marcus Swafford the Third. How you doing, bud? I'm doing real well, man. Uh, pretty pumped to get back in the saddle and just like uh, you know, start days big. If you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Uh, joining us. Uh, a gentleman that we actually don't really know too well, uh, in accordance to most other people that we've had as guests on this podcast, but good to have a new friend here in the Harder Brunch studio. His name is Jess Clark. Jess Clark, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Excellent. Jess, you are the general manager of Tin Roof Indy. That is correct. In downtown Indianapolis in the wholesale district. Uh, I think you are probably, I mean, besides Heather Storms, the most, uh, I, I guess the, the, the highest uh, in the hierarchy of bartending jobs that you could have. Uh, you're the second GM that we've had on, I think, uh, all together. We did have Allie Hall. Uh, she was a GM at one point. She was my yeah. GM at one point. Uh, but, but we've got a fresh new GM, a fresh new friend here in the studio as well. Good to have you in here. Uh, we... Uh, we have a cocktail in front of us, created by Raymond Marcus Swafford III. Do you want to describe that for us really quick? A welcome cocktail. Yeah, yeah. So what we have here is um, London Dry Gin, uh, about two ounces or so. From there, there's probably about like one, two, five on the lemon juice. Uh, I made some Serrano simple syrup uh, a couple weeks back, and I've been playing with that. It's really fun. So there is... Um, 0.75 Serrano simple syrup, and then from there, uh, 0.75 uh, allspice liqueur. Ah, yes, the so allspice. That's what kind of, like, you have the spice from the Serrano, you have the spice from the allspice, the citrus kind of plays and does its thing, and the gin is just the, the common denominator of it all. It's so, a spicy Collins. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever known anybody named Collins to be spicy? Oh, man. Um, not yet. But I'm very much looking forward to that moment in my life. I can't, yeah. I can't say I've been spicy Collins in my entire life, <laughs> yeah, but I never. like this. I like this new friend as well. You dig it? A couple new friends. Yeah, yeah. that Serrano's simple. Uh, can can be tricky. Good. Can be tricky though. Serrano's made into a simple syrup. 
I, I like you made at your at your new job. You yeah. got a new job. Got a new got a new gig. Got a new bartending well, play, gig. Playing around with a cocktail menu and stuff. It's cool. It's a brewery distillery, and I have all the creative freedom in the world to be able to just not only play with the booze, but just make any simple syrup that I possibly could come up with. Yeah. So it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. Jess, what do you think? I think it's awesome. It's definitely very seasonal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sweet, but then it does hit you with that little punch. That allspice is definitely pungent, and it follows up that Serrano really, really well. Um, I would definitely drink it on a balmy February day like this. Yeah. 60 degrees outside. Yeah, man. Bum. I rode my fucking bike to work today. Yeah. I've not done that. Driving around with the ever. windows open. Yeah. Balmy, sweaty, whatever you want to call it. I mean, everything's melting right now. I think a Serrano simple fits very well to fit the melting sort of theme, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. That might be a, that might be a stretch. I don't know. I think I'm pro- I'll probably try to be a little bit too poetic about it. Um, what do you think about it, Jeff? Do you dig this cocktail? I love this fucking cocktail. I definitely dig it. I know how hard Serrano-infused anything can be. Uh, I definitely tried to make a Serrano-infused vodka before. That did not play out very well for your boy. If was you it will. too spicy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's always too spicy because whatever the recipe is, I try to do a little bit more because I think I can handle heat. And uh, it turns out, anytime I try to make it, it's too hot for my my dumb face. Yeah. So uh, I love the balance of it. So how much? Uh, how much simple is in here? You probably don't need much. Now, a little goes a long way with yeah. it. Um, I also, like, I didn't DC the Serranos when I, like, cooked them down and stuff. So, like, it does retain a lot of heat. But the heat, in my opinion, like, there is the lingering factor, but it's in the front and middle, like, very prevalent. I kind of just, like, went in there, and, and this is kind of a riff off of, like, one of the cocktails I did over at my new gig. So... Yeah. I just kind of like added a, a different dynamic to it with the allspice, uh, and to be honest, I, I think I did. I think you. I, 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 did. Yeah. I think I did. Good job. Yeah. Do you um, do you have allspice over there? No, no. no we we had allspice simple serve when I first started. It was actually like when I, um, I had like an initial interview, and then I had a phone interview, and then I had like a stage shift where it was just like make your old fashioned, make your this, make your you know like. Blah, 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 fill in the blank. And then there was the wild card dynamic. And um, on the wild card, like, cocktail that I made, it was um, it was actually pretty much what's on the menu now. Um, but the bar manager and GM were just like, this is good. <laughs> I was so- like, all right, like, fucking... I rock my shit, so yeah. I feel very good about that. You're, yeah. You you are experienced. You are a craft right, yeah. cocktail person. You don't want to mention where you work just yet. Not no, yet. I, um, I kind of figured that. Yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we uh, we, uh, we say we work at Schmarden Table. Right. The, the German brunch establishment on Massachusetts Avenue. Right, just um, so people can figure out what they're talking about. Yeah. Just, just as a listener and a guest now knows the whole Schmarden Table thing. It's, it's redacted. I posted it a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and we got a hell of a kick. Out of that. That Good. was awesome. If you, if you do say <laughs> or even table. if you say table at yeah. any point, it's going to be bleeped out. Perfect. So yeah. you can also use table as like an unintended curse word if you'd like to. Just if <laughs> you want to have some fun. With if that. I wanted to kick you in the table so you would just kiss me <laughs> on my <laughs> then, then that would just be completely fine. Yes. Yeah, perfect. 
<laughs> you you just had Schwartenfagel the other I day. Did. Yeah, I did. So, uh, I mean, I can't remember the first time that I actually went in there. I want to say I was meeting one of our um, our reps, Jeremiah Costner, great guy. Um, and it's yeah. going to be two, three years ago. But then recently, being in a position where you have to kind of know a little bit of everyone or know everything in Indianapolis, uh, my girlfriend and I, we go there quite regularly, whether it's with her friends or just us two. So, but yeah. Good to have you in there. I know I've seen you in there a couple different times, and it does definitely seem like you're you're like either like in a meeting, like maybe you're on. I don't know if you were you're the computer type of person. Mm -hmm. you, do you take your computer into the restaurant? Uh, I am not. I'm no. usually all on my phone because I can just transfer it into my MacBook. But right, I uh, I do remember seeing you in there a couple different times. I had no idea who you were until Mar uh, Marcus beat <laughs> me to that. So it's good to have. Uh, uh, a, a bridge of people between Mass Ave and uh, some people call it South Meridian. Some people call it the Wholesale District. I think that's usually what I refer to it as. Uh, if you don't know Tin Roof, Tin Roof is off of uh, Pennsylvania, correct? Pennsylvania and Maryland. And Maryland, so, yeah. Just across the street from Baker's Life. Yeah. And, what, that, and that's usually like whenever I would go to like a Pacer game or like anything, like Tin Roof has always been my spot. And I oh, like yeah. hit that up, you know. Pretty cheap, you know, you're going to get served, like, pretty quick. You're in, you're out, and then you're just, like, halfway to blackout town exactly. once you walk across the street. Exactly. So, it's I mean, a high-volume high shop bar with live music, yeah. and uh, we have food that's actually pretty fire. People don't know about that, but for the most part, people know us for the fact that our floors are super sticky. Floors are pretty sticky. We have live music and, uh, yeah, high-volume cheap alcohol. You've been the general manager for how long at this point? So I have only been the general manager since the day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. so this is like brand new. Brand new. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, our old GM uh, left us. And then I before that, I was the AGM for a year before that. So I pretty much started, what was it, like August of 2019? Mm -hmm. And then, or I'm sorry, yeah, August of 2019, then COVID happened, and then August 2020 came around, and I was still like the AGM, and then unfortunately Christmas came around, and she had to be let go. Mm. So you were, so you started out as AGM, or did you? No, you, so um, I started off as a door guy. I've been at, I've been at Tin Roof for six years as of last week. That's awesome. So I started off as a door guy. Um, I originally came to Indianapolis to go to school at IUPUI. I got a degree in kinesiology, played college soccer there on the men's soccer team for four years, and then kind of took a half year uh, or a half semester after my fourth year, so I did the four and a half year track. And during that time, I was like, hey, I need a little extra money. Started working at Tin Roof because I had a few friends that I was really, really close with that said, hey, you should go check this place out. So that was February 2015 that I started working there. Oh, wow. And then I just slowly worked my way up the chain. Um, what's funny enough is I've actually never had, like, an official bartending job. Like, really? Yeah. So uh, during the time that I was a door guy, I was pursuing my actual career that I got a degree in, and that was strength and conditioning, personal training. Um, from there, I worked all the way up to being the general manager of a sports performance facility up in Westfield. 
And during that time, I was still working at the bar, helping out as security, but then also moving up to barback. And uh, during that time as a barback, they're like, hey, like, you've been here long enough. You're attractive. Like, you kind of know everyone. It's very important. I had a mouthful of beer. It's very important. But, yeah. But it's like, you know, like, at the time, our, uh, our GM was a female. She's like, look, you know, you could definitely help out. You want to do this. And, unfortunately, it was a conflict of interest at the time just because, you know, when you get up at five in the morning to coach people at six, the last thing you want to do is go to bed at three thirty, four. The bars right. are closing at three, and then right. you're there by three thirty, four. Mm-hmm. You know, there were plenty of times where I was sleeping in the parking lot when I was like bar backing or just running security on a Friday night. Uh, I'd go to the gym that I was working at in the jeans and clothes that I was wearing that night, and I'd sleep in the parking lot for thirty minutes, and then I'd coach from you know six in the morning till eleven. And then I'd go home and finally get like a break. And I'd just sleep for the rest of the day, wake up Saturday or wake up that evening and then go work Saturday night. So that was pretty much all of 2018. And then around that time, I was like, you know what? I want to try and get out of this and move out to California to pursue my actual degree. Um, with that, because Indianapolis is not like a top top 10 market when it comes to fitness you think it would be being the amateur sports capital of the world but you serious clark wait wait hold, hold wait yeah wait, we, 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 uh, let's, we need let, let, let's let's break a little bit of this down. <laughs> <laughs> not what i thought you were going to say with uh indiana needs that because i think indiana needs more physical fitness if yeah. anything that's yeah, sure. they're doing nothing but just fitting hot dogs they're called close seasons fried everything okay well, Indiana is the amateur sports what, yeah, so what, amateur what, sports capital of the world. So the reason it is that is you have the NCAA headquarters here. Um, this coming March, you have the final four or the whole entire the whole final yeah the whole yeah. entire March Madness Big Ten tournament. Yeah, um, you have a minor league sports team through uh, the Indians. The Indians. Yeah. So like. And on top of that, you just have so many conventions. Uh, oh, no, this big, is a convention town. A very big convention yeah. town. So, like, our convention center is getting rented out, you know, almost monthly and weekly by uh, a basketball, volleyball. Cheerleading. Cheerleading. Yeah. So, all the, yeah. When I say, boxes. yeah, when I say amateur, I mean all the way down to, like, the youth level. Yeah. yeah. So. No, but I mean, that brings a lot of, like, money to our town, you know, like, pre-COVID. That was, like, one of my favorite things about bartending, mm-hmm. uh, especially, like, when I, when I was at McNiven's and then, you know, other places I've worked at and stuff. That's, like, kind of the fun thing when you get people from out of town and you're not busy and you're able to, like, shoot the shit with them. And then they're like, hey, like, where do I go next? And Very you just, so. like, fill them in on all these places that are just like, yo, if you want to go here... You know, live music, exactly. Tin, tin roof and, and uh, Chatterbox. Exactly. Chatterbox was. I would always recommend, you know, going to Chatterbox or like, what I want. You know, a fucking craft cocktail. It was always like, go to Hotel Tango. Go to you know, like some of these like just craft cocktail right. places. And from there, it's just like, it made my job fun. Oh, very much so. You know, because like you're meeting new people, and you're also like. You're telling them, because they don't fucking know anything. They ask you that question for a reason. You're telling them, like, hey, these are my favorite places. Right. I've lived here my whole 28 yeah, you take, life. You take pride you in know? your city and yeah. like, you actually own it. So, for sure. Um, but, yeah, like, 
crazy thing is this would be the time of the year that all that would lead up. Mm -hmm. Like all the tournaments are coming into town, uh, Indiana high school states, uh, events are going on and then it all caps off with, uh, Indy 500. Yep. So, so you've, you've seen a full year of lack of sports business. If any bar that I would imagine is suffering because of the lack of sports, it would be Tin Roof. Yep. You know, I, I can't imagine anybody else feeling the effects more than, yes. more than you guys. Are you expecting, I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't think you really need to go into the downtick. Are you expecting a big uptick with this new March Madness stuff coming up this yes, week? Yes, we are. Or, so, I mean, this month or this uh, upcoming month. So the biggest thing that helped out was the fact that they did announce that there was a 25% uh, fan attendance yeah. allowance. So I don't think we're going to see that until the second round because the first round of the tournament is going to be hosted at uh, IU and Purdue. And I can't remember if Hinkle's going to get some of those games. But once the second round comes around, it's going to be all at Bankers and uh, Lucas Oil. Yeah. So we'll be seeing that. That's going to be seeing that uptake, for yeah. sure. No, mat no matter what. I, I did. We will be seeing that uptake as well. Oh, like, anybody much. in the downtown area is going to be like reaping the benefits of just like, God damn it, there's sports bags. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm happy about it. Exactly. I, I'm, I feel like I'm the last person to hear about any of this like new developments. I had no idea 25% was allowed, honestly. They just announced it, I want to say, last week. Really? So it was one of those things where I actually heard it from a, bar a bartender of mine who is a barber, um, Damien Stevens, paid to win out on uh, the west side, Speedway. Shouts out. Shouts out, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, wait, no, no, wait. Anyway, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he, uh, they, have, they have like ESPN playing on the shop the whole entire time, and they announced it, and then he immediately texted the group tech, the group chat, and then, again, being the GM, you now have to reach up to corporate and be like, hey, we got an issue, this is happening, does this change our game plan? Because not only do we have, we knew that we were going to have the whole entire market madness. So, like, that's, mm -hmm. hey, like, are we going to be busy? Are we not going to be busy? Because if they don't allow fans, are 64, fa like, 64 teams, their whole entire fan base, are they going to trip up? So you don't know. And then all of a sudden, they announce that there are going to be fans. So you're like, okay, now we need to take a step back, reassess what we're doing, and does that change how we order things? Does that change how we, like, just market? Mm -hmm. So we set up, like, our own little separate meeting saying, like, this is what we need to do. Also, from a staffing standpoint, you got to figure out so. you have the people like that are qualified to be, in, uh, you know, people in the right places. Like that, there's a lot to be said about that. And like, oh, very how much make so. our living, you know, very much so. You know, because we do, we do like a side little kegerator slash uh, satellite bar, and you know, some people make a killing off of that. Some people dread it. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like you do want to put the right people in the right spot so yep. that everyone has a good time, everyone's a team player, and everyone gets what they want out of it. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, like I remember when the first year that I worked at Tin Roof was also the year that we hosted the Final Four, mm -hmm. and Kentucky was in it. There's a Tin Roof on Lexington's campus, Kentucky. So the Booster Club, they, they reached out to us, and they rented out all of Tin Roof, where they started at 10 a.m. So we were there at 9 a.m. every single day when we usually open at 11. Good mm. fucking God. Right. And I remember... I remember <laughs> and they're Kentucky in, fans? Right. Like, yeah. Jesus okay. fucking Christ. You know, you hear, like, go Cats, C-A-T-S, go Cats, go. Wow. And then you start, you know... Where's the nearest gun? I'm trying to shoot myself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And unfortunately, they lost in the, the first round. Oh, They sure. lost in the first round of the Final Four. And so we became a Wisconsin bar. 
and then that's just a whole nother thing. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, I never thought about the, it like that. The tides turn so fast. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So yeah. If, you, if you think about it, like if you're the UK bar, and they're a top ten, like they're a top five seed. I think they were number one in the nation that year, and you're busy from nine a.m. in the morning till three thirty at night. You got to clean, wipe that, like clean everything. And you gotta make go sure home. it's sticky. Right. Yeah. Make sure it's sticky. <laughs> <laughs> every time every time somebody says, like, why is the floor so sticky at Tin Roof? I just think of that Dane Cook uh Oh my god. He's like, because I came on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. But uh throwing buckets of fun dip packs. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <on the floor laughs> yeah. Just helps with the traction so you don't slip. Yeah, yeah dude. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Um so yeah, I think I was explaining how I was getting ready to move to California because uh, Indianapolis wasn't like a top ten fitness market where California, Florida, uh, Texas are because there's sun all year round. Yeah, anywhere um, you can show off your body. Exactly, exactly. Anywhere that you know, it's like you know, you gotta eat healthy, show off your body. Um, and around that time, that's when I got offered the AGM spot, and it was like, hey, like I know you've never bartended before, or like just haven't been able to, but you know how to train people, you're personable, you have management skills, would this be something you want to do? And I was like, at the time I was thinking about moving out to San Diego, and I was like, look, I'm going to be making the same amount of money that I would be in San Diego. Cost of living. Cost of living, though, would like cancel that out. So I was like, why not? Let's see where this takes me. And so far, it's been good. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've met a lot of great people over the last uh, five, well, six years that I've been um, at Tin Roof, and that's just more and more doors keep opening and opening. Oh yeah, man. And I mean, you were you were the door guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I don't think I know anybody that took that right that Dr. Seuss route from door <laughs> from door guy to GM. That's the craziest yeah. thing. I don't even know where to begin with that. I think it's really cool though, especially the fact that like I don't know the people that the people that own that place have to actually have a head on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, so. Kind of the structure of Tin Roof is there's 18 locations. Um, we're based out of Nashville, Tennessee. So sounds about right. Yeah. So with um, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do respect. That yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's definitely one of those things where um, you know there was definitely a lot of like gossip and drama when it was like oh yeah we're announcing just our ATM and you know people are like oh it's the bartenders are performing. What's going on? Like, why are you doing this? But you know, you kind of have to like prove yourself. And you know, I, I, I look back to the episode that you guys did with Danny when he talks about you know people complaining about like, oh, you guys are just bartenders or servers. It's like, dude, take a walk in our shoes for like a month. I usually say three months. Like, I tell all my door guys that I hire, I'm like, look, you're gonna hit that three month window, and you're either gonna hate it or love it. Because three months is actually two, like, you're guaranteed two nights a week. So. That's either a Thursday, Friday, or a Friday, Saturday. So you're looking at like 32, 32 weekends or 32 shifts in that three-month span. And you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Because you're going to be like, look, I hate dealing with drunk people. I hate having to crawl under a locked door in the women's bathroom to pull a girl out of the women's stall who's passed out with her pants down. Right? I hate getting thrown up on. I hate getting into fights. I hate taking out trash. I just hate dealing with drunk people at 3 in the morning. But unfortunately, that's the problem with Tim Roof is that 
that is what it's known. It's not known for that, but it's just high volume shot bar that draws a certain clientele. And if you can get past if you can get past that three months, I think everything opens up. You meet amazing people. You are uh, open to amazing experiences, whether it's like going on staff retreats or like holiday parties, or even just getting free tickets to games through our uh, reps. Yeah. You seem so much. I did okay. First off, I didn't know this door guy thing. You seem so much more zen, which tells me that you've seen everything probably at this the point. First night that I worked at Tin Roof, first weekend that I worked at Tin Roof, we do this as kind of like a rite of passage for all our door guys. Is hey, you gotta go kick this girl out. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse, and we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many uh, 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. Because it happens no matter what. It, it, it happens, it happens yeah. no matter what. Yeah. It can be a girl, it can be a guy, it doesn't matter. Just like, but like, you'll be put in that situation yeah. at some point. The first You have yeah. to fucking earn yourself somehow. Exactly. Get out of the way, get that shit going. Right. The first night that it happens, it's literally like, and we always say like, all right, if one person goes, they're going to initiate contact. There's always one person behind you to like help in the event that it gets physical or like you do need to physically carry this person. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Or their friends get involved because their friends usually take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. So, first night this happens, or first night, first weekend that I work as a door guy, um, they're like, hey, there's a girl. She's in the bathroom. You need to kick her out. So I'm like, all right, cool. I go in there, she's like passed out in the stall. Fortunately, she's clothed, her friends are there, like trying to take care of her. And I'm just like, look, we gotta get her outside. I'm like, all right, not a problem. Like, we got an Uber on the way. We just need to get a, like, a glass of water and like, we're good to go. I'm like, sweet, got it. So I pick her up, have her arm around my shoulder. We're walking outside. Yeah. And as we're standing outside waiting for them to come, she throws up on me. Oh. Oh goodness! So no, <laughs> what did she? You know, <laughs> all I remember was it was chunky and red. Oh man! Oh, also, the best! Oh, the best color to come out yeah. of somebody's throat. That's oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Exactly. So, Ugh. so I have puke dripping down my shirt, down my jeans, into my shoe. Fortunately, it was like three, three thirty at night, so like people are already on their way out. Right then and there, I just took my pants off and my shoes outside, and I was like, screw it. I know my old bar, one of the old bartenders that uh, I worked with, he had a, a bag of gym clothes in there. So I was like, dude, I would yeah. rather wear your sweaty gym shorts than walk around with puke in my shoe for the rest with, of the With Kim G. Levi's. Exactly. But that's like the biggest thing I tell people all the time. It's like, if you can get through that three months and those first few experiences that just like nobody would ever think of, right? Because, you know, People, people come in, they see us on a regular, like, weekly basis. They're like, oh, you know me, like, I'm a regular. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're here every single weekend, but, like, you're not a regular. Like, are you yeah. the kind of person that goes out, hangs out with us, or hits us up, or, like, actually gets to know us, and then maybe you come out on a Tuesday and Thursday just to, like, hang out? Yeah. If you know, then it's like, I'm, I don't really have that much time for you. Like, I'm going to get you your drinks, I'm going to say hi, and I'm going to move on to the next customer because I have more people to worry about. Um... But like even Danny said, he's like, take a walk in our shoes, and it's not just like a weekend thing. It's like it has to be like a solid month mm-hmm. to get like the full experience. Because not only do you get like the you know the unruly customers, 
you get great customers. You know, mm -hmm. people that just give you a hundred dollars for being there. You get, you know, the the conflicts with staff, which can either be make or break for a lot of people. But you know, you also get like the um, the highlights of being with certain staff. Right? Yeah. What like what one month in our shoes, but not like one month of like, hey, I'm I'm here doing this for one month or whatever have you. Like one like one month of like. I need this money for this month. I need to be the best that I can be for one full fucking month. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, cause unless like, unless this is what, unless this, I don't know. I, I, cause I know that some people kind of fall into something at some point in life where like they need to pick something up or whatever. Or I don't, I don't know. I do. I, I, I know people that have picked up jobs because they're trying to prove something to somebody or something like that or whatever. I don't know. I did. I think I was the one that said one month or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Now that I think about it, I mean, like, try three months. Like, if it's one month, I think now I think about it, it's like three months. I don't yeah. know. But also because because like you think of like the servers at Prime Forty Seven. There's some girls that work there during combine alone, and it pays for six months of rent for them. Just working that yeah. one that one month of combine because you know. It's good money. All these NFL scouts and coaches and teams are coming in. And, yeah, there might be some, like, sexual harassment and stuff that wouldn't fly most weekends. But, you know, if you're making six months of rent in one month, you know, why not? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it probably stretches the parameters of what you can put up with at that point. You know, like, when it, when it means that much, like, I mean, when you're trying to have, like, a nice spring break. You know, yeah. or whatever the hell it is. It's like, always like know. that, uh, the scene in Waiting, that one girl who's just like always like, bitching about it. Bitching about it, but then she turns around and puts this yeah. like, fake smile on her face yeah. and gets after it. Like, I can totally see that happening. And it ha it ha you have to do it in this industry. Like, there's going to be days where, even if you love what you do, like, you're going to come in and you're like, gosh, there's something that I want to be doing different today. Like, I don't want to be here right now. Like, maybe you had a case of FOMO, maybe you just didn't sleep well, maybe you just. Feel like crap, like just you just drank for yeah. like four fucking exactly. days straight, and then it's like sunny outside. Yeah, you just that that was me today. <laughs> that yeah. was literally me so. Today. But I mean, I I you know I applaud everyone that works the service industry. I think everyone should at least work yeah. a service industry job or manual labor at some point in their life, just to understand like what ninety percent of people have to go through. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be not only said about that, but there's a lot that, like, you just learn so much, not only about yourself, but also how to, like, just deal with other people and do it in, like, not only a professional manner, but a manner to where, like, you're learning about yourself because you're kind of getting into that, like, middle range of mm -hmm. just, like, fake it till you fucking make it. Yeah. Like, put that fucking smile on, like, make sure these motherfuckers have a good time, and yeah. then just, like, crank some shit out, make your money, go home. Exactly. It is. It's hard. It is. <laughs> like, it's it's fucking hard, dude. Like, I've been doing this for, like, fucking 12 years of my fucking life, man. Yeah. But at the same time, I've held a lot of other jobs, and I always come back to this. Very much so. Because, I mean, it's, it's tough being on a schedule. You know, like, I would hate to be on a 9-to-5 you know, punching a time card, mm -hmm. going to sit in the cubicle. Fortunately, the job that I went to school for allowed me to get tatted up, wear sweatpants and a t-shirt to work every single day. Mm -hmm. 
and now the current job that I'm pursuing, same thing. Like, I don't have to be, like, I have to get my job done. I have to be there at a certain time. I don't always have to be on time. But, yeah. you know, it's like, it is really rewarding to see my staff succeed, to see the bar succeed, to see other friends that work in the industry succeed because we've all been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're all pretty much in it together as well. Yeah. You know, there is the camaraderie that yeah. is, I mean, that's how we met. Mm -hmm. Very you much know what so, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's really cool. Have you had to hop behind the bar and make drinks before? Yes. Okay. So I do bartend when I need to. Yes. Uh, it is one of those things where it's more so like, look, you guys make your money. If you guys are swamped, like, please let me know. Like, I'm not a mind reader. Uh -huh. Like, I can definitely tell when things are a little slow based on just the customer flow. But most of the time, my bartenders and staff are really, really good at just being like, hey, Jess, can you run this food real quick? Or, hey, can you go check on food for me? Can you make this drink ticket? Like, that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But at first, it was definitely daunting. It was like, oh, crap, like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to get in people's way. Fortunately, having that experience bar backing, like, you kind of learn how people move. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you learn how to flow and, like, slide past people. I mean, that's, that's a big thing, too, though. I mean, kinesiology, I mean, it's kind of, it's almost kinesiology. It's yeah, always yeah. study of movement exactly. or something, like, exactly. by definition. Yeah. So... That, that I'm stretching the, <laughs> stretching the, the field of kinesiology. Uh, I think we're going to call that the first half. I was going to say, if you didn't want to make a drink, uh, I was going to see if you wanted to maybe look around the liquor cabinet, maybe look around the fridge, and maybe try to throw down on a shop challenge. Ooh. Would that be a little bit easier than a like a whole cocktail or whatever? I don't. But also, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what we'll see what we can come up with. Uh, I feel like I have a lot more things to talk about because we really just didn't know any of all the stuff about you. Uh, one thing I do want to address really quick, though, you have been on podcasts before. You mentioned that before we started yes. recording. It's very apparent now, by the way, that you've been holding yourself behind the microphone. So tell us a little bit about what that podcast was. Yeah, so the gym that I used to work for, uh, it's called Lift Lab. It's on 500 North Meridian. Um, they used to have a podcast called Strength and Philosophy. And very similar to this, we talked about the industry of you know, personal fitness, strength and conditioning, but then we also, like, delve into, like, hey, like, our staff is reading this book, whether it's, like, you know, um, a Jocko Wilnick book or, like, a, a leadership book or just, a, you know, a book like Codependent, Basic Codependence by PMLI, like, stuff like that, just to help, you know, make you a better person. So it was, it was always fun to talk about, like, just training principles, kind of what was going on in the world of Olympic weightlifting, because that's what we were, was like an Olympic weightlifting gym. But then also like seeing what like, the biggest uh, fads are, the biggest like viral clips on Instagram uh, when it came to like strength and conditioning and just kind of like dissecting that and talking about it. So, hell yeah. So what was what what was the podcast called? Is it still out there? Uh, I believe it is. It's called Strength and Philosophy. Um, it is on SoundCloud. I know for sure. Um, but then I'm pretty sure there's some YouTube videos that I'm in where I'm explaining like exercise demos. Well, in case anybody wants to hear more Jess Clark out there, that's all I'm saying. Because I, I know I've got a couple different podcasts out there. I've got some Ball State, some vintage Yankee Johnson in, in the vaults there for sure. Uh, once again, yeah, uh, thank you for being on. We're going to we're gonna come back here in the second half. We might have a cocktail. We might have something going on. But we're definitely going to have some uh, more Jess Clark uh, here at the end of the break. So we'll see you on that. You know the day destroys the night. Thank you.
Thank you, thank you, and welcome back. If you are still tuning in for this episode of the Burn the Well podcast with Jess Clark of Tin Roof. Jess Clark, thank you so much again for being here. Thanks for having me. We are joined uh, with a new co-host. Oh, God. A familiar face around the Harder Brunch studios. Uh, Zane Zadie, everybody. Hello. Howdy. Zane Zadie, yes. uh, a Pisces uh, amongst us. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Just on the cusp. Yeah, uh, a lot of people think I'm an Aquarius, but I'm a uh, Pisces. Huh. Wow. Totally look like a Pisces. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. 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 I'm a Ford Taurus. <laughs> so, You're a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Hyundai Sonata. That's my... I, I, was, <laughs> I was born in a uh, Toyota Drug Month, and everybody just calls me a Tundra. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Zane, you, you did uh, come in at a very, uh, very impactful time. Uh, Jess and I were making some drinks. Uh, I think the the goal was to make something spicy because Marcus used uh, Serrano's simple syrup that he was making at his new job, at his new cocktailing job. Uh, I used a spicy ingredient, Jess used a spicy ingredient as well. Mm. So we have two drinks in front of you. Sure. Uh, there's one on the left, there's one on the right. There's another one on the left that's yours, uh, but <laughs> the smaller ones are the, uh, the ones that we are talking about in the current... Uh, competition, the cockfight, yeah. if you will. This uh, is like the opposite of an intervention. Yes. You guys are just shoving <laughs> drinks at me. Yeah. Yes. We brought you here today to get you fucked up. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, take it easy, Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, if, if, if you want to drink those at your leisure, go right ahead. Uh, Jess, do you want to describe to people what you made there in the Harder Brunch kitchen? Yeah, so we used the common ingredient of bourbon and hot honey. So the one that I made is two ounces of bourbon, uh, a little bit of lime juice, and then hot honey. The lime juice and hot honey, I just kind of measured with my heart. Uh, and then I think one thing that might have offset it, which could have added was like Prosecco or Champagne, but we might add that some other time. Yeah. I don't know. Is this, um, do you, can you distinguish them? Because yes. they both look the same. You can. So, you can. so that's this one, this one's the one you made. Yes, this is the one okay. that I made. It does smell like garlic powder. It, just, it does. I, uh, I just had ramen last night and I dumped a bunch of garlic salt oh, into yeah. it and it reminded me of that. Yeah. The first thing. As soon as you like, I like go up to it and sip it and you're like, oh man. Mm-hmm. It was great. Here, let me, uh. It's good. Good, good stuff. That was good natural sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, manufactured. You know, it's natural. To remind people, to remind Zane too, when we do this burn the well uh, cocktail, cockfight, whatever have you, uh, we are just using ingredients that we have given to us uh, with the ongoing snowball that is the Harder Brunch Studio that provides the space to burn the well. We bring liquors. We bring simple syrups. There's just a whole mishmash. Uh, food items, drink items in there. So, uh, gi old mishmash. Given the given the mishmash, uh, that that's what Jess came up with. I I, I kind of dig it, man. I will say that. Yeah, I like it too. It's, I haven't had it yet. Can I? Uh, yeah, I, I, we, we I think there was a glass in there. Yeah, I I, I can go. Fine. I can run and get it. I mean, it's fine. okay, fair good. Okay, I like uh I like savory drinks. I don't know how uh, you guys feel about them. Big fan. Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would have liked Marcus's drink that he started this off with. Okay. If you're big into like, it reminded me a lot of like mezcal. Yeah, it like it. Smoky spice. It, it, it. it. Yeah. Uh, I I made a serrano simple syrup over the new gig, and then uh, played around with some like gin and lemon juice, and then like a uh, like a little spice uh, liqueur too. So okay. it was like double double spice. It had like a lot of layers of like you get just like hit in the back of the throat. Like, you know, like, yeah. not with, like, you know, like, this kind of thing, but, like, <laughs> other things that, you know, everyone fucking likes. So, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely good. feel it in the back of my throat. This, uh, <clears throat> very warming. Yeah. Uh, the other cocktail that you have in front of you is my own. It is a, um... Let's see, what did what the hell did I put in there? Uh, uh, screwball. Oh yeah, that's right. It was the screwball peanut butter whiskey. Uh, that was oh, available okay. in, in the cabinet uh, with an ancho chili liqueur, uh, ancho reyes, uh, with a little bit of honey, oh, okay. and, a, and a splash of lo uh, lemon juice that could or could not be on the uh, expired level at this point. Uh, wow, I mean, it doesn't taste expired. Okay, it tastes great. I just okay. had a sip. Yeah. Yeah, I and I could uh, taste all the flavors as you listed them off. Like I, I, I sensed each one. Okay. On my uh, taste buds. Now, if you could only drink one of them for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Oh, see, now you're uh, you're gonna put me on the spot. Like you know, that? like maybe I just, maybe, I just met. Jess. I know, I know, I know. We like we we probably should have done like a Pepsi challenge type of blindfold <laughs> yeah. apparatus or whatever. Marcus, do you want to like weigh in before Zane Zadie makes his blind decision about somebody he's known for a little bit, but he probably doesn't like that much, and a new friend? 
Marcus yeah, Bowman. Yeah, I'd love to wait. Marcus uh, Bowman. What would you say? Uh, so, to start with Jess's cocktail, uh, and this is something that, that Jake and I have talked about for a while with the hot honey. Like, it is, it's fun to play with. It brings, like, a very unique spice. Uh-huh. It, the fact that, like, the garlic is in there is, like, if you couldn't smell it, then it would be awesome. Yeah. Other than that, everything about putting that in a cocktail is fucking fantastic. I love it. Uh, you can do, like, plays on, essentially, like, what you did, like, a peanut butter bean, essentially. Like, if you were to, you know, classify that in, like, a cocktail realm. Um, but, like, I don't know if I... The, just the nose of the of the garlic is not... So, why don't you... Uh, put on like just plug your nose when you drink it because I'm usually drunk when I'm drinking <laughs> and I don't have that wherewithal with them. Yeah, one of those, <laughs> those little like pinchy laundry things. What are they called? The uh, clothespins. Clothespins. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, other than that, like playing with that in cocktails is fucking awesome. Um, the other dynamic or the other side of that of like peanut butter and honey, like that's like a breakfast cocktail yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could, like, sip that when you're just, like, eating fucking eggs oh, yeah. and, like, pancakes it's, and shit. It's sticky. It's I think, real yeah. sticky. Yeah. It's real sticky. I think they're definitely hard to compare because, like you said, one's super savory and the other one's, yeah. like, super sweet. So I think they both have, like, their own opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. They're both, they're really, they're really both fun and dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. they, they both have, like, uh, like deeming qualities that really just, like, show through and, like, they're very unique in their own way. They complement each other. It's almost like, because I had yours first, uh, and it was savory, and then that, you know, that's like having dinner, and then this is a little bit of dessert. A little dessert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both are important. So Very much so. I'm not going to, like, say I like one more than the other. They they both exist. Um, They're like, a, like, like Sour Patch Kids, you know? Sweet and sour. Yeah. yeah. I, I do believe that I kind of missed the boat because yeah. I was trying to go for something spicy, and my spicy ingredient did not come through. And I think I used a little bit too much honey because that screwball is already very, 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 very sweet, sweet yeah. itself. I didn't get to try your cocktail. Can I? Yeah, yeah. You don't mind? Right here. I'll, 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 take, I'll take it out of here. For sure. Yeah. Ain't nobody got Rona. I'll say this. Screwball is one of those. We all come in. Yeah. Screwball is one of those ones that are, like, super sweet. It's really hard to mix, even with, like, a peanut butter and jelly shot. Mm-hmm. Not like the one that you get a good fellas, but like you do. Oh, the one a good fellas is oh, the best one. So good because the tequila, yeah, peanut butter infused tequila. But like we'll do either screw dog or screwball or sheep dog. I find sheep dog is not as sugary as screwball. Mm-hmm. And if you chase those with peanut or um, cranberry juice, it's almost like a peanut butter and jelly yeah. shot. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot, a lot of people have done like Chambord mm-hmm. as well. Just like doing a raspberry liqueur, like the the PBTs that uh, Goodfellas they do uh, Founders Reveus. Mm-hmm. It's like nitro, so it's like creamy berries oh, in your yeah. mouth. Fucking just like wash that shit down. That's honestly like that's one of my favorite shots in town. Like it, it's it's so fucking good. I think it's the first time bottom. I've never had uh, peanut butter infused uh, alcohol. I've never. You never had a screwball? No, I don't think so. I think it was my first time. It's just fire, so it was good. Yeah. (laughs) So I I guess real good. I do have a funny story about peanut butter infused whiskey at Tin Roof. We had a musician playing one night, and uh, there was a duo. So one person knew what they wanted, the other person kind of just like, I'll do whatever. 
the person who was like, I'll be whatever, had a peanut allergy. Oh, no. So our bartender was kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to whip up two chill cheap dogs because it's easy. It's not like anything that you can't go wrong with. It's a yeah. little bit smoother than Jameson. And uh, takes them up there, and the next thing you know, like, the girl who uh, has the peanut allergy, she's, like, playing, and she's starting to, like, itch her throat, and she's, like, oh, freaking out. No. And she asked, like, hey, what was in that shot? And we are just like, oh, it was just a uh, sheepdog straight peanut butter whiskey. Oh, and God. she's like, I'm allergic to peanuts. So we're freaking out. We're like, oh, my God. Like, no. do you have an EpiPen? Like, do I need to run to your car to grab it? What do we need to do? Like, are you going to be fine? She's like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So fortunately, as she's playing, as she's so playing, you guys so are having this dialogue while she's <laughs> right. playing and entertaining you. Exactly. Yeah, like, I'm kind of like sidebarring while she's like strumming her guitar, just like off to the side. And during that whole entire time, I'm like texting one of our door guys who's supposed to be coming in. I'm like, dude, can you please stop by a drugstore and get some Benadryl or before you leave, like mm, grab yeah. something? Fortunately, having Benadryl was fine, but it was just like, damn. It's one thing. Crisis of yeah, It's one like, thing. God, yeah, it's one thing that I've started to ask people, like. Hey, do you have like a peanut butter allergy or like a peanut allergy? Um, do you have like a grapefruit allergy? Because what one thing that we like to do is called Nash Vegas. So it's a uh, deep Eddie's grapefruit and uh, tropical Red Bull, the yellow can. Mm-hmm. You make those oh, together. I mean, that's goddamn delicious. Super, yeah, so yeah. good. Um, or even just like coconut, where we do. That's like a Nashville Vegas bomb. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's essentially what. Yeah. yeah. I feel like even if I had a peanut allergy, I would still fuck with peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would just do it. <laughs> I mean, I just bite the bullet. That's like, okay, I'm going to have uh, anaphylactic shock every now and then. It's fine. <laughs> so, I mean, like, when uh, when people say, like, Make me anything. Do you do you blame her for not bringing that up? You know, like or, like yeah. I, I don't I don't see how you couldn't really. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's like the same people that come in. Um, just like a running joke is like when you deal with a freshly twenty one year old and they see like oh you have like a five dollar well special or a two or three dollar well special and they're like I'll have the well and you're like okay like what do you want like you want vodka you want raw you want tequila like. I, I just well. want the well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you yeah. just give them a shot of like warm well vodka. And yeah, those that I, okay. So I'm one of those people, and the reason I do that is because I'm a broke ass. Well, and well is significantly not significantly, but generally cheaper, right? No, so, I mean right, that's, you that's know, the you, low the you, lowest you like, understand yeah, price point. you understand that it's like hey, like, there's well, tequila, well yeah. bourbon, well vodka. Mm-hmm. When they come in, they're just like, I'll have. I the, want the, the well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the well. Yeah. Just, they, they don't. They don't. So like, well, like, what? Yeah, 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 well, what? Yeah. They don't. They don't specify whether it's like bourbon, tequila. Right. And then from there, it's like, so do you want it mixed with like fucking diet? <laughs> like, yeah. what do you want it with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my girlfriend, my girlfriend, she bartends at Brothers, and so that's what they do. Is they do a vodka diet for all their wolves. Okay. I've actually, I, I've heard of, like, this same kind of thing where someone comes in and they're just like, oh, I'll have the well. And then they have a, like, a fucking go-to of, like, this is what we give people. Yeah. They just say they want the well. Yeah, like, it's like warm gin. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, so, fuck yeah. So you, your, your girlfriend works at Brothers and you're the GM of Tin Root. Yep. God bless the both of you. God I bless America. America. Yeah, really. Also... <laughs> 
Also, she's a pharmacy tech at Riley, so that's her like weekday job. And then she goes in after walking eight miles a day to go work at Brothers on the weekends. And, oh, and, and Zane just studied kinesiology, so ah, okay. So, yeah. but he's doing the Lord's work. Uh, him and his girlfriend are doing the Lord's work. They're working yeah. at Brothers and Ten Root, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kinesiology—that's like physical yep. uh, therapy. Physical therapy. Uh, it can be like an umbrella to like that. Um, or like that a specific degree so okay. if you were to look at my uh, degree it says kinesiology from mm -hmm. Indiana University but then my actual program was kinesiology exercise science okay so but um, yeah like going from being a full-time strength conditioning coach personal trainer to and like part-time working in a bar mm -hmm. to like completely opposite because mm -hmm. I still coach on the side and being like, hey, you know, like you should go out and drink, like you should focus on your health and wellness to like, yeah. hey, come out and drink, but also like focus on your health and wellness at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like it's it's been a challenge though. It's topsy turvy. Yeah, it's fun though. I've got a couple specific questions for you regarding Tin Roof mm -hmm. uh, because that is the only thing I really knew about you beforehand. Uh, I, I definitely crept on your social media. Uh, but I could be run to a scissors. Oh, yes. Wow, look, yeah. you prepare. Yeah, that's you like actually. You have no research. I try. You yeah. prepared questions. I try. Like so, a professional. So um, I I got a couple questions. Okay, mm -hmm. first question: uh, Can you make a suit of armor from the amount of credit cards that are left at Tin Roof on a weekend? So if I was just I would say all right. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> However. <laughs> With the, the amount of credit cards and IDs that we have left, I would say yes. However, every three to six months, we like just toss awesome. That was my next question. Right, how, how, like, how, what do you do with them? How long? Yeah. How long do you wait? Because yeah, so because we have a bunch too. But. It's usually every three to six months. Um, we have a basement, and there's a storage unit in that basement. Just for credit cards and IDs. Well, no, it's for the receipts. <laughs> receipts. So because we get a lot of people that you know when they're too drunk they mix up their twos and their fives, and next mm -hmm. thing another, they're tipping, tipping uh, $50 on a $20, uh, $20 tab. So instead of five, $5 on a $20 tab. So you and, keep those receipts like, and give these people the chance yes, to... Because we will get emails regularly or phone calls disputing uh, that tip. Okay. And so what we have to do is we have to find the actual signed merchant copy, send it to their bank, and be like, no, they signed this, therefore uh, they're on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have it, like... We're in the wrong. Yeah. So when we went down to the basement, I think legally you have to keep it for up to six months. Okay. Six months to a year. So when we went down to the basement, we had boxes of receipts from like 2013. <coughs> and when I mean like boxes, I'm talking about this like boxes of beer, like the 18 packs. Yeah. Just yeah. stuffed with receipts. Like with mm. receipts. Oh, and sometimes, wow. sometimes whoever like stuffed them in there was like smart enough to write on the box, like, hey, this is this month of this year to this month of this year. Sometimes you just look at it, and you're like, yeah, it's like too cool. Yeah. If they make them down into the basement, they probably, you know, yeah. pass their you know, statute mean, of limitations or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Called. There's no need to have receipts from the Obama administration. <laughs> as, as people with cards probably in your wallets right now, like, how long do you, you know, think that you're going to get a lost card back? You know what right. I mean? Like. I just cancel it right away. Like uh, I'll save a good amount of my receipts because as a independent like strength conditioning coach right now that has like their own online coaching, I will write off a bunch of stuff. Like 
anytime I have a meeting with a potential client. Like if I was talking to you guys and we decide to go to uh, uh, I'd be like, I'm, I'm so, wait, whoa, there's hold no on, need for on. that kind of language. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you I'm glad you said it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's pronounced Schmartenfable. Yeah, Schmarten it's a German oh. brunch establishment. Zane, I'm sorry that you had to hear him say oh, that yeah. word right now. <laughs> hey, watch your <laughs> mouth, all right? <laughs> Is that like the Voldemort of those podcasts? Well, it, it gets, it, 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 get ble- yeah. it's, it gets bleeped out. Gabriel bleeps it out. So you oh. can say table at any moment and okay. it's, it's going to sound like yeah. a Jerry Springer episode. Like I'm saying fuck or... Yeah, or, yeah but fuck's not going to be bleeped out. Uh, well, then I'll just say hard table a bunch, and then people will just assume I'm saying the N word. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and we'll never have Zane back ever again. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. That's what we're saying. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like. I'm sorry. I, I feel like I'm bad for this uh, podcast. No, 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 no. You're like the. Who's the one guy in Howard Stern that just kind of like sits off on the side? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Artie, are you talking about Artie? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's like the fact checker. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, if I, if, I, if I was to take you out somewhere and I literally said, yeah, we talked about my job, whether it was me trying to convince you to become a client or just like, hey, how's training going? I can just save that receipt and write so it all on my taxes. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you have your own business or, you know, you have your own expenses that, promote a business you work for if you're like a 1099. Again, that's another thing you can learn is like different taxpayer statuses. Mm-hmm. They don't teach you that at school. But if you keep those receipts, like you can use those as write-offs. Like my Spotify account, write-off because I use it when I'm coaching people. Don't, oh, wow. Like, yeah, don't yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I mean like uh, in, in comedy, like we kind of, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't make enough money from comedy to actually claim it on my taxes but like there's so many things that you can like if I buy a pair of shoes that I wear on stage yeah. uh, you can write that off same thing like, like, sh- if shoe, I, if shoes I, perfect if I yeah. decided to go to like Dick's Sporting Goods and buy like a Nike sweatsuit yeah and then like put my own brand on it or just say like I put my own brand on it and like mm-hmm. wash it off because the screen printing was bad like I'd be like hey here's the receipt for what I just bought I'm gonna use that as a write off oh yeah, yeah. You, ever, you, ever, you ever pay for parking yeah frequently pay for parking yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. yeah, yeah. I mean, you can write off like even if you're going to watch like a show that your friend is on. Yep. You can write that off like as a, you know the gas, the the travel expense, the gas. You can mm. write that off as like research, research yep. and development. Yeah. Do you yes, yeah. do you uh, do you have like a small little study like this? I don't. Yeah. Where, you, where do you where do you write the majority of your like jokes or your your? Uh, uh, it depends. Uh, I'm usually. Uh, I'm not disciplined enough to like sit down and write like mm-hmm. if things uh, as they come to me I kind of just like jot them down on right. my phone and then try to work them out on stage so I have a like, not like a study but like it's like my living room mm-hmm. that's where like I'll write the majority of my programs mm-hmm. I can take the square footage of that and then find a like uh, cent per square foot conve- like uh, like conversion rate okay and it will give me like hey based on your square footage you can claim fifty dollars uh, on your taxes for your office space. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yes. it's like it's little things like that. So like, it's, you know, it could be like even having paper, you know, little mm-hmm. things that are going to go towards your job that you can like claim, which is kind of wild. That's how you do. Yeah. And then the second part of that is find a really really good tax accountant who is willing to like 
help you claim the maximum. Yeah. But the only caveat about that is like if they work for like a big firm like H and R Block, mm-hmm. and that H and R Block office gets like audited, mm-hmm. then your stuff's probably gonna get pulled. Okay, so yeah. even though they're but they're not like breaking any rules. Right. Shop local. Right. Exactly. Shop local. Okay. So my also. Local. I don't know who you are. I fucking love your t-shirt. Thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> that is a great shirt. That is a great shirt. That shirt is tight. Dude. Yeah, but my old, my old, uh, my old roommate, um, Louis X. He moved out to New York. Uh, he played tennis at IUPUI, and we were like best buds. He's a CPA, certified personal accountant. And uh, what I would do is like I would buy TurboTax. I would do my taxes, and then he would just double check everything that he had. Or like yeah. double check everything that I inputted. You'd be like, hey, you're good on this. Hey, I would like adjust this a little bit. You mm-hmm. have those receipts in the event that like you do get a call back from the IRS. So yes. he maximized my claim as much as he could. I think I think my flaw is I think I'm just too lazy to cheat the IRS. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm like committed enough because that's that that that's uh, it takes a lot of time and effort. You know you saving receipts and like claiming like to write stuff off it's yeah. uh it's a pretty like thorough process right it is i mean yeah. i've always been told the irs is not going to go after people unless they make like six figures yeah but again you could be one of those people that all of a sudden you just get pulled out of a hat mm-hmm. or because you go through like an hr block and they're doing some shady stuff at that just one location yeah. it doesn't have to be hr block in any way it does taxes like a different HR block. Right, like a different HR yeah. block. <laughs> they, they could get audited and then they'll just ask for everyone's records. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're like a, mm-hmm. a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or you're just, you know, a garbage man. Right. Who has like a side hustle. Mm-hmm. They'll just ask for everything. Anything that you've claimed or written off or like you've missed tax, like missed paying taxes, like you're screwed. That's why, the, I guess my way of cheating the IRS is just not doing my taxes that's fair <laughs> I think I think that's the that's the Dash only. Mm-hmm. I got a couple more questions for you Jess Clark as the uh, GM of Tin Roof uh, what is the best adios motherfucker that you've drank that isn't made at your establishment oh man uh, <laughs> I like this that's an AMF right yeah, an AMF. Yeah, yeah. 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 The best, some people call it a blue motherfucker, I right. think. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could be an AB, AMF, BMF. For the folks at home, just let them know. Yes. Because you know, people yeah. speak and people uh, speak different. Oh, yeah. People, languages. yeah. Every, each shot has like two different names for it. It mm-hmm. depends on where you are. Um, The best one, yeah. probably sometime at Breakfast Club up at Purdue. Okay. Or. Kilroy's down in IU. Both of those had different endings to them. One was a good ending, one was not a great ending. So it just can, depends on. Can I guess? Bad ending at Purdue. No. No. Oh! No. I figured with the hours, the breakfast club <laughs> hours, that can turn into some nightmares. Right. Day, no, it daytime, wasn't. drunk, whatever have so, you. So, again, playing soccer at IUPU, I was really good friends with the guy that I played the IU men's soccer team. Purdue doesn't have a men's soccer team, they only have a women's team. Title line. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like, uh, I ended up going down to IU. We were hanging out with a bunch of the IU men's soccer team. And it's funny, the high school that I went to, it was every other year decided to go to every other school, right? So one year, like, let's say 
I graduated in 2011, so it's dating myself. But there was uh, the two thousand the class of two thousand twelve went to Purdue, the class of or I'm sorry, yeah, the class of two thousand twelve went to Purdue, the class of two thousand ten went to IU. So it's like I had friends at IU and friends at Purdue and then even you know, two, three years of separated, still had those friends. So we ended up going down there, partying with the IU men's soccer team, running into a bunch of my friends from high school that started a little bit later because most of the sports teams like they'll they'll like have their morning workouts and morning training. And then they'll start drinking after, and then they'll kind of like slow down for the rest of the night, and they'll probably like pick it back up. But I just kind of like kept going mm. and never stopped. Uh, mm. Yes. So it'd be like Joel sometimes. Yeah. 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 It's tricky. I mean, especially when you're, you know, like younger, 22, 23. Figuring yeah. out how to pace yourself. Well, no, I was I was 19. Yeah. 19, okay. 19, so yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, uh, two more questions. Uh, talking about uh, dealing with uh, Big Ten basketball, Big Ten basketball fans during the tournament time. Uh, Mary, fuck, kill. Uh, a Wildcat fan, a Badger fan, or a Buckeye fan? All right. Uh, I'm going to marry a Wildcat fan. Ooh. Whoa. What? After all that North, you said. Northwestern Wildcats? Come on. No, 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 no. No. Oh. Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I should have said it. Completely different. I was about to say, if you're going to say Northwestern Wildcats, like they're probably going to go into a career that makes a lot of money. Good point. I forgot yeah. that they're... Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't say that. Yeah. I said Big Ten. I meant March Madness. Uh, because the Kentucky Wildcats are not in the Big in the Big Ten SEC. Yes, SEC. Yes. Uh, SEC. Yeah. That is my fault. All right, that is totally my fault. So between Mary Fuck Kill, between a Kentucky Wildcat, Wisconsin Badger, and an Ohio State Buckeye. Oh man, um, fan. We're talking about fans that you have probably ran into at Tin Roof before in some way as a door guy, as a general manager. Mary Fuck Kill. The that fandom. All right, I would marry a Ohio State ball guy. Whoa! Yeah, that's they, a, that's that's a hard take. I mean, they that's, that's are. A it is. It is. It is. And I, I'm I mean, soft. Uh, I would say. I would say the <laughs> only reason I do that is like from a financial standpoint. Like I know they can support me, and they're also <laughs> kind of like yeah the second the, best when it comes to like physicality. From Wisconsin, they're committed because the Wildcat fan's gonna end up like working at a Waffle House. Well, the problem with Wildcat, <laughs> right. so the problem with Wildcat fans is you got them Southern Bells, right? They're mm, yeah, they're sexy, mm -hmm. but there's not a lot going on up there. <laughs> there's some smart. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We used to play UK all the time, and that was also uh, such a double yeah. meaning. Yeah, like there's just not a lot going on. Good lord! So I think, so I think, I, I think I see where your fuck is going. Yeah, yeah. Point, is that right? And okay. then I would kill, I would kill a Wisconsin fan. Okay, but that is solely yeah. because they are probably, you know, Scandinavian descent. That I remember working one time. There was an there was an issue where one of our door guys called for backup because a Wisconsin fan and an Ohio State fan got into a fight. Oh shit! And this Wisconsin guy was like six foot seven, corn fed, just like cheese fed. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. dude, I don't want to get I don't want to get in a fight with you. I'm just gonna ask yeah. you politely to leave. 
after you just picked up my door guy by like both his, you know, yeah. under his arm and like moved him off to the side so you can go fight this dude. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And I'm assuming the girl is the same way. The beauty of this is uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna be dealing with these people like in next month, right? Because yeah. it's yeah. coming here. Hopefully, no. The, the whole tournament, the whole tournament happening yeah. in Indy. So hopefully, well, unfortunately, UK, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know at this point, uh, UK will not be in March Madness because they had a terrible oh, year. Okay. However, both Ohio State and Wisconsin are in the Big Ten. So you're going to be doing some fucking and killing at least. <laughs> <laughs> so no, Marion. Yeah. No, I'm not about We're to We're going to hold anything. you to this. you got to fuck someone and kill someone <laughs> next month. <laughs> he, he, he brought up how Kentucky fans uh, in, in past were uh, were pretty generous. Is oh, that what they're you're so nice. Yeah. They're, they're really, really nice, but they can get on your nerves. When you hear, go, C-A-T-S, yeah. cats, cats, cats. I think... Uh, college uh, sports fans in general are obnoxious. I mean, oh, I think no, no, they any, totally any sports yeah. fan is obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, think about like just your, you know, it's like religion, but it's for, you know, people like tossing for, a ball. For shit that doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> like, when it yeah. really fucking boils down to shit. Yeah. It's it like, does not fucking but Wisconsin, a guy from Wisconsin fighting like an Ohio State, whatever, it's, that's like Israel and Palestine. They go at right. it with the same vigor and passion. Well, it's like, you know, the whole Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. The whole Ohio State-Michigan rivalry dates back to like pre-Civil War where they were mm-hmm. disputing um, state lines. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. Like, there was literally, no, like, that, that you said, you said sense, Ohio yeah. State in Michigan. In Michigan, yeah. okay. Just no, Ohio, that, Michigan. That's why they hate yeah. each other so fucking yeah. much. Okay. That's why, like, the Dude. fucking Ohio State-Michigan game, like you were just saying, yeah. is, like, Michigan that's will, a fucking creme de la creme. Ohio State fans will go across the whole entire city of Columbus and cross out M's in any street sign, business uh-huh. sign, just because they hate Michigan. Oh I, my I, God. I, I fuck with that. That's yeah. like, like, rude. That's rude against letters. That's rude against letters. But I'll say you this. Know? I'll say this. I think people are so involved in collegiate sports because as a fan that's going to that school at the time, you have either partied with that person or know that they are going through the same struggles that you are as a student. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, yes, some of those bigger schools get tutors. Yes, some of those bigger schools, you know, pay to play. But at the end of the day, like, you're still a college student. You still have to be academically eligible to play, or else you're not going to play. Yeah. And you might have one of the, one or two of those kids in your classes. So I think there's a little bit more of, like, a, a connection. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those fans then continue to follow that player throughout their professional career. Oh, I see. Okay. Because they're like, I actually know that guy. Like, I had, you know, like 400 level biochem with that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I would have, because I don't think I ever had any classes with players like that I recognized at least. Yeah. And I'm sure if I had, if I had, then maybe I would have been more invested. Because, mm-hmm. like, I went to, in college, I never went to a single game of anything. And I went to IU. So, I don't know. I think that's pretty impressive. I I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that didn't go to a single basketball or football game at yeah. a major, you know, what is it, Big Ten school? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, I mean, fuck, IU basketball is like, mm, yeah, so not a small deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in Indiana. So, uh, we're running out of time. Jess Clark, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for uh, having me. Marcus, did you have anything that you wanted to add? Uh, there was a really important question over there. Yeah. That uh, that you know I 
I really wanted to ask. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Okay. Um, so if you had to make out with Jake or me, why would you do it and who would you do it to? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Both of you are staring me in the eyes. Right? Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, he, he, he said. He said, "What's the most awkward question that we could possibly ask him?" And here it is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. usually yeah. we'd like to throw a really good curve, like a really good uh, slow pitch softball question out there, like church league, and, and I like let it up. I was, I, was, oh, yeah. I was too nervous to say it in the beginning of the podcast because uh, make the rest of the night awkward. Yeah. So. No, we're, we're, we're gonna make it awkward yeah. anyway. So yeah, fuck let's, yeah. Uh, let's go. Who are you trying oh, to make man. out with later, dude? But we can also open up to the peanut gallery. We yeah, got oh, Zay, yeah. Zadie we, here in the room. Yeah. We also have a, a few extra guests. We have Thaddeus McKee. Well. You know, Thaddeus uh, McKee, our typical uh, <laughs> typical disagreeal, typical disagreeal yeah. host. No yeah. disagreeals. Yeah. Our, our, yeah. No, no disagreeals so no far. Disagreals. Thaddeus. No disagreeals. No. Thaddeus, no disagreeals uh, so far. Th I have well, zero disagreeals right now. Except uh, that Marcus pointed out a shirt that our guests don't know what it says. That's my only disagreement. Very visual podcast. This is uh, a very, very visual can you, podcast. Marcus, can you point out Nicole? Nicole is our other guest joining us. Nicole, right I, I have not had the pleasure of meeting you. It's very you. nice to meet you. My name is Raymond Marcus Walker III. Nick, I love your shirt. Can, can you read Nicole's shirt for us, Marcus? It says... Fuck your racist grandma. Okay. I fucking love this shirt. Yes! Uh, yes! Uh, okay, so, Jess, if you could make it out with anybody, we're going to open it up to the rest of the field as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you could make out with anybody here in the room, who would you... Oh, anybody in the room? Now? Anybody in the yeah. room, now. yeah. Okay, well, obviously Nicole. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Wow. I mean, I get it. Like, All right. What if I told you Nicole has COVID right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might have to get a little gay then. All right. Here we go. Jess Clark, thank you so much for being on Burn the Well. Do, do you want to plug anything that you've got going on right now or... Uh, any anything Tim Roof has going on right now? I guess you know March Madness is a big thing that everyone's looking forward to. I mean, as far as Tin Roof, I mean, I love the people that I work with. I love that company. We've had it up and down. Like I've had my up and down with them, but still love them to death. If you want to check out what's going on? Just check us out at, at Tin Roof Indy on Instagram or just Google Tin Roof Indianapolis. But then also, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that works industry. Shout out for you guys. Um, for having me on here, and then just oh, yeah, anyone that you know has gone through the service industry or worked like hard labor, like kudos to you guys because it's not it's not easy, especially if you're trying to pursue another career or like even being in school. Like I'm fortunate enough to work with some amazing people that have a bachelor's or associate's degree, but they're also pursuing like a master's degree or pursuing a job outside of what they're doing, and they're putting in those long hours and dealing with people that are ungrateful. But you know, everyone in industry, I think, deserves a little pat on the back and a shout-out, so. Oh, yeah, man. Much obliged. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Nicole. Thank you to Thaddeus McKee. Thank you to Zane Sadie for yeah. being here. Uh, We're all going to go make out now. Yes. Oh, that, that's exactly what yeah. I want to do. Full tongue. Oh, yeah. Anyway, glad I brought my second tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Have a second round and tip well. <laughs>